Welcome back to Marketing Strategy Academy podcast, where we help female entrepreneurs go from marketing overwhelm to an easy streamlined strategy and system that includes Pinterest and repurposing content to grow their businesses when they have very little time. I'm your host, Jen Vasquez. Let's jump right into it. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Happy Monday. We'll get started here in just a minute. We're going to pop in a little bit and get some things set. And welcome everybody as we get ready to kick off Monday. All right, welcome everybody. We'll, we're going to start here pretty much right at 11. Just wanted to get going on a bit early. Welcome some new people to the club this morning. So checked out those. So we should have some new people joining soon and shortly. So we'll just hang tight here for a few minutes. And then we will get underway at 11 o'clock with our topic today of red flags when talking to a client. So hang tight. Get your beverage. Make sure your seat's comfortable. We'll uh, take the room as long as we have questions and comments, and then we'll let everybody go on their way for a Monday. April is very busy, I know, for everybody, so we're going to respect everybody's time. So as always, we're going to start right on time. Respect those of you who are on time and early, my kind of people. Hang tight. While we're waiting, I just want to say good morning, everybody. And I do think we have a couple new folks joining us. So, and Roberto, I know you know all about the uh, group chat, but Jenny, Adriana, Kristen, I think you do too as well, Kristen. But the group chat is on the left-hand side on the bottom uh, that is opened. You know, Sean, why don't you welcome everybody in over there if you don't mind, if you can. Uh, and then just welcome everybody. And then that's where you can talk. You can ask some questions so that if you're driving... You can throw a question in there and then Sean, Jay, or Linda and I will see that question and we can bring that question up and we can answer it. Replays are on. 
So in case you can't get a question asked or you have a comment, please put that over there in the group chat. And then that way we will include it in part of the replay. Um, so if you cannot talk and you cannot come to the phone or, or, or come to your mic to share, just let us know in that group that you're driving or something, but you would like this question asked. And then we will put that into the replay. We will bring that question up as well. So we're waiting for a few rest of the leaders to start. We will kick in here, as I said, right at 11 o'clock. So Jen is, uh, is back with me today. She is our other club admin here. So uh, she will be uh, helping leading. And then, of course, we have Jay, Sean, Linda, and Mark, also our leaders. And then we have everybody in the audience. As I mentioned, the group chat is opened. Welcomed over there with any questions or comments. If you cannot participate, let us know so we can make sure that it is part of the replay. So welcome, everybody. Good morning, everyone. Sean, it's so good to see you back. And Mark and Linda and Jay, how's everyone doing today? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm doing awesome. Everybody else. Yeah, good morning. Doing awesome. Uh, Sean, welcome back to the club. It's been a long time. I'm glad to see you up on the stage. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We're running these Houston, Texas city streets this morning. I'm glad to be here. All right, Jen, we're going to kick it off. It is 11 o'clock, so welcome, everybody. Just a couple little housekeeping things for you. As I already mentioned, the group chat is the left-hand side. I do know we have some new members. Um, I have personally welcomed about 24 new members in the last couple of days into the audience, and I know they'll be, or into the club, and I know they'll be working their way through. So for the sake of the replays, this is why we do this little bit at the very beginning. The group chat is on the left-hand side, so make sure that you can look over there and see that as well. If you are traveling or doing something and you have a question that you would like included in this conversation, please just put over there that you cannot talk out loud, but you have a question, and we will put that in the replays. Today's topic here on the Wedding Pros Club is all about some client service, right? What are some red flags when talking to a client? This is the new format that we're going with, everyone, so that you can all listen in as everybody starts coming in. You know, we're going to start these rooms right on time at 11 o'clock, so we're respecting everybody's time. The, the subjects we're going to have on Monday mornings will be specific to business. Jen or whoever is going to be working on the topics there will put those in so that you will know ahead of time what the topic is. So be prepared, get your notes, come and share. This is how we want the Monday rooms to go. It's a topic. It's a business-driven topic. We can only help serve you and add value when you come and serve us and, as, and add value to us. So we're going to go around a little bit. We're going to ask some questions. Though Those on the, on the stage up here with me, those are the leaders. They are just here to help and listen and add one or two things. Or if you have a specific question to their niches, please address it to them. Let their expertise help guide you with your question. Other than that, we want you to raise your hands. We want you to come and share because if you've had a red flag issue, we all probably want to know about it as well. If you're thinking it, somebody else probably needs to know it well or somebody else probably can also help you going along the line. So what do you think, Jen? I think it's great. I have been, I missed the last room. I've had a lot going on, but um, this is a really, really important one. I, I feel like when you're newer in the business, you tend to not see these red flags. And as you get seasoned and continue working in this wedding industry, when people say something or ask a question, it is amazing how much more quickly you'll be like, ooh, mm, that might not be the best client for me. So it'll be interesting to hear um, everyone's opinion. I would love, love, love to get everybody um, up here asking questions or letting us know what red flags you see in your business and what red flags are are flag enough to <laughs> actually turn down a wedding right exactly and <laughs> i will remind you're... every exactly i'll Go just ahead. remind everybody that the replays are on so while we believe that uh, people deserve what might happen to be said i just want to cautious you in case you want yes. to call somebody out by name Make sure you have yes. the backing to back it up. That's all I'm saying. So we like to be fair, but also we're honest here. So if you've had a situation, 
you can just share the situation. Um, I don't know that we def- that we need Correct. to know exactly who that person was. You can do you that don't. privately, right? But share. <laughs> you, you can sh- you can share the conversation. You can share the conversation because we are on replay. So therefore, what is on replay is what we want to be sharing for help to have people be guided through. So we'll kick this off. Most of the times, a red flag. You don't always see it until maybe you've hired the client. The more experienced you get in the industry and the longer you've been doing something, heck, the longer you've been doing anything, you start yeah. <laughs> picking up some habits, right? It, regardless of being an entrepreneur or not. But lots of times if you're newer to the industry, especially that one to three years, lots of times you're chasing the dollar, right? You're going after that revenue. You're not working on the profit side of your business. You're just trying to get an influx of clients. And sometimes those clients are not your right fit client, right? Because you just need the money to pay bills and keep growing. We're not here to say that's right or wrong. As well as anything that you share in this room, we're not saying that your way is right. We're not saying that your way is wrong. This is a conversation for us to grow on. So let's start off with this question right here, right off the bat in autumn. You can start with this and then add what you want to ask, but I would love your take on this. When you're just starting out, how do you know what red flags might be? And how do you set yourself up when you're first starting out to be able to see the red flags or prevent booking the wrong client? Autumn, welcome to the stage. Hi, Bobby. Um, hi, everybody. Good morning. Um, this is actually a great topic, and it's kind of interesting that's happened now because I just actually turned down a wedding so reluctantly because it was really, really like definitely a venue that I've been wanting to get into, and definitely like the type of wedding that I would want to do. And I was um, very excited, but I just kind of knew from a handful of things that it just wasn't going to be good for me. Um, and I mean, first of all, she, uh, the bride inquired, um, basically with a, a really long sob story about her current planner and how she needs to find someone quickly because she was firing her current planner. Um, which doesn't always, necessarily mean that it's a red flag but to me it says okay I need to find out who this planner is so that I can reach out and get the other side of the story um because sometimes they're firing the the planner because they've gone through like seven planners and they just are not going to be happy with anything um so I did a little bit of digging Um, I reached out to a handful of other planners that I saw that she follows. Um, And so in doing that, I found a handful of other planners that she had already reached out to as well. And she has inquired with like 22 planners, I think. Um, And basically she pretty much thinks that she should get, you know, star treatment on like reality star budget. I don't know if that's a good analogy, but that's like what, you know, like she, she thinks she's a little bit bigger than her, you know, what she actually is. And and she's not willing to pay the price that, you know, what she's asking for is worth. Um, so ultimately I turned down that, that wedding, but I think that in finding that right fit. Um, I have a lot of questions in my initial questionnaire um, when I'm doing a consultation that are emotional based questions, such as like, you know, if, if the two of you, if as a couple, if there is a decision to be made and you're not on the same page, how do you handle that situation? That gives me a little bit of insight into how they handle conflict in their everyday life, which is usually a pretty good indicator of if something goes awry in this relationship, how that will be handled. Um, And, you know, there's a handful of other emotional based questions in there. And of course, you know, I I preface it with like, hey, I just, you know, I really want to get to know you more. And like, I, you know, we're going to spend a lot of time together and want to make sure we're a great fit and whatever. But I think that, um, you know, sprinkling those emotional based questions into that consultation where you're just kind of asking about them in general um, 
is a really good way to gauge how they handle certain situations, which is usually a pretty good gauge of how things will go, not if, but when something go, you know, because I mean, nothing is ever a hundred percent perfect. There's going to be some little glitch that's going to come up. Um, you know, even if it's not someone's quote unquote fault, but you know, you kind of want to know how they're going to handle those difficult situations so that you're not put in a position where you're, you know, being verbally abused for something that's totally not your fault. So, so if I heard you correctly, what we're saying about this particular client is that they are real Beverly housewives of Michigan and they want to be treated as such. And she's went through a bunch of wedding planners and you were smart enough to say, Hey, if you're that needy and you have a champagne budget on a beer budget, you're not my client. Is that what I heard? Absolutely. Sean, my friend, I'm, I know for a fact you have something on this. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. It's so nice to see all of you. Um, sorry about earlier. I was in a sneeze fit and I couldn't get to the mic, but um, I'm super excited to be here. And yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the, what's the right word? Um, the not based in reality on how much you want to spend and what you want out of it is probably a red flag that doesn't ever go away and is always trying to peek its little head into your orbit and you know throw you for a loop so i think if you go off of what autumn said about doing the emotional questions in the questionnaire which is is a method i use as well you you also want to be really clear and define it really well on what is the type of client that you serve and if you're getting inquiries from a client that's outside of that that should give you um cause for cause for pause in and of itself but i also want to throw this out there why we have an active group this morning on, on the stage a red flag can also be a good thing. Like, what if somebody came to you and said, I have a $45,000 budget. Now, would you look at that as a, a red flag? Okay, you're lying. Or, oh, I have my peak, my interest. We have to determine what red flags are. Gen V, what do we think? Red flags can also be a good, or are they always a negative? Um, I, you know, I mean, of course, you can look at them both ways. Uh -huh. I personally view a red flag as a stop which right red <laughs> indicates stop, um, assess the situation, ask a million questions, definitely put your gut in there because yep. people, your gut is so much more important than we ever give it credit for. And if you're asking all these questions and you still have a weird feeling, then, then take time, say, I would love to think about this. I have a really busy wedding schedule and I want to really consider your wedding and seeing if it's something I can add into my, my calendar this year. Let me get back to you in a couple of days. I mean, you may, cause I did that once and I lost the wedding and I was kicking myself for it. And turns out she ended up hiring two photographers, not paying either one of them and having a friend photograph her wedding. Mm. So you, you, red flag to me means stop and reassess. Obviously if somebody has like $65,000 for a wedding, um, but you typically do $100,000 weddings, that's there a red flag, right? And, that's, and, that's, and you, that was my point exactly. That's where yeah, I was going with that. Yeah. So so I, I look at red flags as a, hmm, Let's just take a pause, consider it, ask a lot of questions. I feel like we, as wedding vendors, so often feel like, because it's our livelihood, that we want to take everything and or turning something down is like not growing our business. But actually turning things down opens your schedule for that perfect client that can be coming along in a couple months. So, yeah. And so do we also, do some of you put in specific questions that will make a red flag come up or make a red oh, flag yes. stay down? Like, do you literally have something in there that states, should on occasion at your particular venue, it may flood? Are you willing to go with plan A, B, C, or D? Something that, you know, strong in that. I love to hear thoughts on that. And again, the floor is open, everybody. Um, I don't do a lot of resetting in our rooms like this anymore. But for those of you joining us, you all know the drill right now. Uh, for those of you down in the others in the room, 
I see you down there as well. This is an open conversation. This is a conversation that only be had if you all come up. We are the leaders of the club here, but we're here to serve you. If you don't have anything to say or add, please let us know over in the comments section and we will go around to our stage of experts. But you're also going to learn if you share a situation, then we can maybe just help and give some guidelines and give you an applaud and cheer you on. So let's ask that question. Do we have in our questionnaires, our mounds of questionnaires, and for those that heard me speak, you know how I feel about mounds of questionnaires anyway. What do you say? <laughs> Are you flat out saying something in there to draw a red flag to pull something out? Uh, Linda, what do you have? Good morning. Um, I do not have that in my questionnaire. However, because I've been doing this for such a long time, and I think you can agree with me, Bobby, as well, it's very easy to recognize red flags now. Um, I feel that just having a conversation with them in person will bring out the red flags just with the questions that I ask my clients. And I feel like it's as simple as how do they treat you in the consultation? Are they demanding? Are they, are they late? Yeah. (laughs) Are they kind of treating you like a servant all, you know, are they kind to you? Those things are super important to me. And, you know, I had just my little red flag story. I tried to fire a client once. She was very critical in the consultation. She said, you know, that picture that you have on your website, I, you know, I don't think this is good. I wonder what oh. you could do differently. I know at my wedding. Oh. <laughs> um, so she was very critical. And so while she was trying to decide if she was going to hire me, she shot off about 50 other questions to me. And I finally turned around to her and I said, I don't think that we're the right fit. I don't think that I'm the photographer for you. And she wrote back and she said, no, 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 no. Oh, my God, we love you. I'm so sorry. I'm just so stressed out and I tend to, you know, overthink everything, but we definitely want you. So against, you know, my better judgment, I photographed her wedding. She was wonderful to me on the day of the wedding. Everything worked out perfectly, but she treated every single one of her vendors like shit, except for me. And I felt really bad and and sad about it for them. But you know, of course, I'm glad that I stood up to her because that's really all it took. So that's my my little red flag story. I'm done speaking. Well, and so let's let's expand on that. So now you have somebody that gives you a red flag, but then you've chosen to work with them. So what would your outcome expect expectation be? Do you think you can change their mindset? Do you can think you can change their attitude? And what constitutes the fact that you would want to take? a red flag client. Let's go to Anthony. Anthony, what would make you take a red flag client? Oh, wrong person. (laughs) Good morning, everybody. I would not take a red flag client. Red flag client to me means that there are um, either some barriers or situations that are not going to fit with us. Now, with that being said, and that could be anything, could be corporate, could be wedding, could be backyard barbecue. If you have this number of questions, and if you have this number of concerns and we are continuing to go over them and over them and over them again, then we're probably never going to make you happy. So let's go ahead and, and part ways respectfully. Um, so personally for us, if we can't get the client seeing the way we see and we're not hearing what it is that they're requesting, then there's obviously a disconnect. So why try and fit a square peg into a round hole? Just exactly. my opinion. Exactly. I love that. Genevieve? Nothing. I, 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 I feel like with Linda's situation, because she spoke up, mm-hmm. the client knew that she would not be able to be treated like that. Correct. But at the same time, um, and I'm so happy that it went well for you, but I would feel so bad for the other vendors, I, like you just mentioned, that it would be a hard situation. I, and it could have gone wrong. Um, absolutely. Yeah. It was risky. It's, it was risky. Yeah. For yeah. It, it didn't hurt that it was the most amazing venue down yes, in Rhode just, Island. And I, I really was just sure. say that. And so, <laughs> and so, you know what, that brings up a really good point. We are the owners of our business. 
we have the capacity and the decision making to take on those red flag clients like Linda did and I have in the past as well. Um, once regretting it and multiple times having no problem with it. Um, but it, you have to weigh the thing. If they're doing a full all day wedding, they're paying you your top package and it's at the venue that you would love because you could create some content and mm -hmm. blogs that will get you more business at that venue, which is your quote unquote dream venue. And you've been doing this for a while, you get to make that decision if you want to do that or not. But when Absolutely. you're new, I would caution you on that because it could set you up for a really bad situation that, you know, when you're talking about reviews and things that could really harm your business, um, especially when you're starting off new, because you don't have a lot of other referrals potentially. Exactly. So be, be a little bit more cautious. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I love yeah. it. Well, Sammy has joined us and Sammy, you know, she's the queen of social media right now. Clients absolutely adore Sammy. She probably knows nothing about red flags whatsoever, but what say you, Sammy? <laughs> um, I feel like I am just a red flag magnet the last 50 days. <laughs> oh God, I'm so um, glad that you just said that because I feel the same way sometimes. <laughs> oh, red flag city, like left and right to the point where I am now getting messages because of the email that I posted duh, duh. from other photographers who have had clients now cancel on them because of their social media following. <laughs> oh gosh. You should we write a book, in... Sammy. Make some money off of that. <laughs> how, what, I think it should be titled how to give your crazy brides the middle finger when yes. they want you to have a large Instagram following. Exactly. <laughs> but That's I really insane. like I am batting a thousand lately in this category. You know what? And and let's back up a little mm -hmm. bit, Sammy. Can you for other people um in this room and listening to the replay later who don't know your situation, because we're kind of on here on the stage with this inside joke, why don't you describe a teeny bit about what happened so that everyone has an understanding? And then make oh, sure yeah. you credit oh, Mark absolutely. as your PR person for helping you promote that so well. <laughs> Truly, Mark came in and saved the day. Um, but for those of you that don't know, I worked with a, like I had a bride reach out. It was a bridegroom couple. Um, they, we did a consult call. I gave them my vendor binder that I give to all of my clients because we live in a small town. Um, everything seemed to go great. I sent over a contract and then I get an email about 24 hours later that says, Hey, we love your personality. We absolutely love your work. Your style is what we're looking for. However, the the big, you know, the wrecking dun, ball. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, they go and tell me that I don't have a large enough social media following and that their wedding is going to be so beautiful that they want other couples to use it as a guide <laughs> for their day. I'm sorry, Sammy. Hi, this is Anthony. I'm right above you. I can't really even <laughs> listen to your explanation because you don't have a big enough following at all. So I don't think you're relevant here. So I probably should just see myself out. I think you should. And thank you for recognizing that because we're having a big boy and girl conversation. Oh my I'm God, just, Sammy. I'm, I'm oh my God. How, <laughs> describe how with Mark's help you handled that. So I posted it into the group and Mark was kind enough to share it on his personal page. Um, and I have had an influx of Facebook and Instagram followers over the past week, but I've also just gotten the most amazing support messages from fellow professionals and every single comment. And I wouldn't say, I would say 99% of the comments explained that I dodged a giant red flag, which when it first happened, I was butthurt and took it very personal and I was like, what in the hell is going on? And now I'm like, oh, thank God. And I'm watching my friends who do have this person as a client <gasps> suffer. Oh. Um, I found out who they ended up hiring for the photographer. And I also found out the photographer undercut me by a couple thousand dollars. So oh, um, I don't that's think a it's... whole nother conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it is not going to be the, the beautiful wedding that they think it is. 
Um, I have a feeling that when everything is said and done, the couple is going to do a chargeback because they're not going to get the attention that they wanted. Just based on the vibes. (laughs) So... Um, they also posted in a, the bride posted in a styled shoot group asking for vendors to donate their time for their oh. wedding. Gross. Gross. I, I don't even. I mean, unless have you're a words. movie star, you don't get to do that. That's no, guys, I this is literally some random girl who thinks she's in it. She's got 1,500 Instagram followers, and she's got, like, 10,000 followers on TikTok, which, again, small kittens here. Did you um, get the same inquiry this- that I got? Because I feel like we're in the same boat here. It's where are you at? <laughs> well, I'm in Michigan, but. Yeah, see, this is a Montana bride. It could be the same person because people are crazy. Wow. So, Sammy, real quick, real quick, real quick. How how many followers does she have? She has fifteen hundred Instagram followers and ten thousand TikTok followers. Which so why did she even not a big following? Why did she even schedule an appointment with you? If she felt like you didn't have enough followers. All right, they hold on, Sammy. Awesome. Hold on, Sammy. Hold on, Sammy. Renee, go ahead. Answer that question, Renee. If you can, Renee. Yeah, this is called discount positioning. Yeah. So. What I really think she wanted to do is she she gave Sammy a bunch of compliments, how much she loved her. And then the question that people asked was, wait, she already knew you had limited followers to mm-hmm. begin with. So then why did she do this? And to me, it all adds up as discount positioning. So she says, I love you. I want to work with you. She assumed you were hungry enough that you would take it, that you wouldn't recognize that as a red flag, which is the reason for the room here is that a lot of times that people are just trying to get you to want and love them. Um, If at all you felt like you needed more followers, you would have thought, oh my gosh, yes, I want to be part of this lovely wedding. I need followers too. That could have been enough to bait you. And it didn't. It did the opposite because you were experienced enough and you realized, wait, at first it you, ah, that hurts. Like you said, you were butthurt. But then you realize, wait, I'm better than that. I don't need to deal with it. And then, you know, see, it's a red flag. So look at a lot of times when people come back to you with an objection, that is part of the sales process. All objections are not discount positioning, okay? They can just be, help me realize why I should work with you. And so don't ever think an objection is a bad thing. But in this case, with everything I read and I've been following along, like watching a train wreck, I couldn't look away. I believe that that's all she was doing. I agree. All right. And so before we go on, D, we want to be mindful of D here. Now, D, I'm looking at your profile and I see that you do have 3.6 followers. But that being said, I also see that you are not directly related to the Mm. wedding industry. However, you are a job interview expert. So if you would like to enlighten us a little bit, but I do ask that you keep this related to the wedding industry. That's what mm-hmm. we work here and share with. So please, Dee, chime in. I see that you are, ha- you know, that you've been working well a- with a, s- a seven-step interview process. So please share your points for us. If you can keep those in the wedding-related world, I would much appreciate it. Oh, of course. I was actually invited up. I had yes. sent a message through the chat. I wasn't planning to come up, no but problem. really briefly. Um, when, when we say red flag, it's important to distinguish red flag from criteria because sometimes if we get in the habit of the red flag uh, thinking, then we may miss out on a potential client. So I, I was struck by this idea when someone mentioned the $45,000 client um, and you're, a hundred, you're at 100K, but let's say that client really didn't know that you are at 100K. They're not trying to nickel and dime. Perhaps you could plan something for that client because you never know what could come from that client's connections, you know? So red flags sometimes stop us and we may miss out on an opportunity. I'm done. And I love Dee. And that's one of the reasons why sometimes in the, in the groups here, we have somebody that can come in from an outside perspective because sometimes we, we get in our bubble, right? So Dee with what she does as a career is able to take us outside of the wedding industry and how we see it, but also bring back around that we're entrepreneurs first and that we're leaders, which really has nothing to do with what niche that you're in, 
But if you're a leader or you're a CEO, you're either going to hire somebody or you're going to have to fire somebody where we are constantly hiring, you know, our clients every week. So D can bring the perspective of it, regardless of what you're trying to do, this is what a red flag means. So thank you, D, for sharing that and for keeping that relative to us as I, as I knew that you would. So I appreciate that. All right, so, so we've talked a little bit about, here we have these big red flags and, we, and we've had situations like Sammy. Let's talk about after you've hired the client, everything was really great. Now we've signed and we booked and now we're starting to work with the client. What are some of the situations that now are red flags and how do you deal with those, Renee? Oh yeah, yeah, let me add this one. Okay, they do, <laughs> they do not, follow along with your workflow. Need I say more? Anybody want to just add in on that? It's like, can you please um, sign it through here? Oh, I can't sign it through through mm. um, this. And you know, farewell that their day job, they are very techie oriented. Oh, say. yeah. And they know yeah, how to yeah, do it. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, I can't do that. Can you mail it? Can you can you do this? Can you do that? And it's I'm talking beyond just they don't know tech. It's just everything is just, oh, I can't get it to you in that timing. Can I can I get it to you a week later? Can I do this to just everything starts melting down that they can't follow what you set out the way you flow. Agreed. That is good. I have one actually. Can you guys hear me? I'm getting that red bar. Oh, geez. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Michelle. Um, first of all, I just want to tell Sammy, I didn't realize that this girl was asking for free stuff <laughs> on the other end. So that's, that's a, another one life to live of Sammy that I could indulge in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do have another um, red flag after you hire a client. So I actually had this in the very beginning of the business. So I didn't really know how to deal with it. Um, now I do. I hired a client who wanted, or I'm sorry, I didn't hire a client. The client hired me and wanted the shade lavender. And um, she said that I could use a fabric of my own in, in the studio here, along with the clothing that she provided. So I said, great. I usually give them choices of three lavenders, right? three different shades. Apparently those were not good enough. She went through what felt like 10 different shades of lavender that I didn't even know existed. And even with that, it was a continuous on and on with a shade of lavender and this color of lavender. I ended up appeasing her by going through all 10 shades. That's insane. Now, today, Michelle would turn around and say, I'm sorry, these are the three different shades of lavender that I have to offer. Otherwise you can provide. But it was incredibly frustrating and nothing was good for her and um, it was all because of that shade of lavender so that was my story i'm michelle i'm done speaking got it no and that's true and those are those are the things like that so it's it's we can do the best that we can do always right we can do the best about attracting and our stories and what we're sharing and our brand message and our voice those are the things that are instagram that get people to book us right they get people interest just like with sammy whatever sammy was doing there's an interest right and then we have our website that tells who we are, what we do, how we do it. And we have some of those testimonials there. So we do our best and we think everything's great. And then leading up to we have a problem or on the day of we have a problem. So let's continue with that, that questioning. If anybody wants to come up and, and talk about that, come on up. Go ahead, Jen V, if you want to go ahead and, and do that. Sammy, you want to say something? I do. I actually just fired a client. Um that had signed and I refunded her because after we had signed, she was just, I mean, she was texting me at 11 PM on Sunday nights and getting mad that I wasn't responded. She was watching my social media activity. Um, and so finally I was like, Hey, I don't think we're a good fit. Like I am full service, but I do have boundaries and I have a family and I'm allowed to take time off. And so I literally refunded her in full, canceled her contract and sent her to someone else. Yeah, I I have done the same. And um, that photographer who I referred to someone else with my fair warning was like, oh, why did I say yes? That's crazy. crazy. It is Uh, crazy. And we have someone new, Lee. 
it looks like you are a wedding planner. Go ahead and let us know what you have to add to the conversation. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I was about uh, to say something similar. Um, I believe that, well, my response to dealing with clients um, in regards to different uh, unpleasant behaviors is by setting the boundaries really early on, like from the yes. on, from the consultation, from the onboarding, um, in my welcome package. Um, I even use like auto response text messages on my on my WhatsApp messenger because um, I do accept messages all sorts of times due to the fact that my clients are mostly destination from the UK. So I am in Barbados. Oh. They're four hours ahead. Um, sometimes they, you know, accidentally yeah. uh, call. And if I'm up, I'll take the call. But I try to limit that because I'll just give them a gentle reminder because, you know, it really upsets my partner when my phone rings at 2 a.m. and it's someone asking me if I prefer blush or dusty rose candles or something. <laughs> you know? Yes. Uh, so I think that um, setting boundaries and just being really clear and upfront about things like you need to send an email for important information. I'm not going to move conversations from text message to emails when you already have that tool available, that kind of thing, you know? Um, and I feel like that's the best way to deal with it. Yeah, well, let's face it, I red see. flags are red flags wherever you are, right? And, and, and whatever culture you're in or how you deal with them, everybody's gonna go, wait, that's a red flag for me. That's a red flag for me. And I think just as humans, we all want to do the best, right? We all want to try to, I don't want to be that person that says, well, you're crazy. I don't want to be that person that says, well, I'm crazy for taking you. So I think, you know, especially when it comes to client service and red flags and what we do with our clients, regardless of where you live or regardless of what market you're in, whether you're in the United States or the United States, it boils down to what is comfortable for you. How do you best want to grow your business and how do you want to have your business grown? Because remember, if you start getting a lot of red flag clients and a lot of frustration, that's what people are going to see. They're going to see you're probably not your best when you put your portfolios out there. Or maybe you decide, I don't want to share this wedding because it was just too cuckoo. Now you don't have portfolio building, right? And then you don't have that relationship. And Kristen and Alex are both talking in the group chat. Kristen says that one of the biggest red flags is going to be laid back event, right? We're just going to have a family set up the day. Just. We don't need a planner. <laughs> yeah. How many times have you heard that? And then Alex also brings up, and we'll share on both of these, that a client recently asked her for emails and phone numbers from past clients. So again, I say to you, the client here, y'all need to really understand that are you really going to give a client? Here's five people who hated my guts. I have to have their phone number right here. They're not going to do that. So when that happens, you can send them to your page. You can send them to your direct, but you can also go ahead and say yes. But here's the thing. If I was to ask you to send something in a reply and you don't get the email or you decide to ghost me because you don't know who it's coming from. If I say to my client, here is, here's an email. I would like you to send these five people what happened, how it was worked with me. The client that's asking that should understand that those are probably going to be set up anyway, even though they're not yeah, that client's so asking. Silly. So that client yeah. wants to know. So the only way to really solve that is to say to the client that's asking, sure, here's three emails of people. And if those people then don't get back and God forbid, do you give your phone number out to any salesperson? Absolutely not. So you have to take those things and put it right back on them and say, if this was situation was different, here's what I say to you. If you, if I were to ask you, do you have time to send an email? Would you be able to do the email? Would it go in the junk? How busy are you? Because if the client really wants to work with you, they don't need to hear. They also can reach out. They can look. And if they're really savvy at Facebook, they can find that person on Facebook and they can find what others are saying about you. So that's a very yeah, old one. It's very old. <clears throat> it used to happen a lot. It happens a lot less now because of social media, Jen. Yeah. And I, and I would say too that, um, I would say to the person who's asking for this, um, I could give you three names of people that love me, right. but what you need to see are the images that I've taken and I can share galleries with you that you can see everything that was taken and what occurred. And you can see all the reviews that I have on Google and wherever else. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will never, because I'm honoring you, I would never right. call you to have you talk to a new potential client. Uh -uh. So that is not something that I offer. 
Oh, and again, and I and I think we need to. And Sean, you can answer too. But I this think we not also an interview, need to folks. Exactly. You know, we're interviewing them as much as they interview me, mm-hmm. us. So people need to you need to keep that in mind. I'm interviewing you just as much as me. You can come to me with all these great things sitting here, but I may decide you're still not the right client for me. But I can help you find somebody. But also, especially photographers and anybody who's showing the work, a planner, the clients don't understand that their wedding's not going to be at that same space. They're not going to have that same color. So it's really hard for them to understand, okay, well, that's the work you do, but that's nothing what I'm going for. So even if you have a planner or you have a client that might be at venue XYZ and you can show all the XYZ photos you have from there, that client needs to understand and they don't sometimes get, well, I don't see how you can do that for me when you show the before and you show the afters. So I challenge all you, even photographers, when you walk in, sometimes take a photo of what the room looks like, as crazy messy as it is, and have that. And then when you have a client come to you, say, hey, this is who I'm referring, this is who I'm mentioning for decor, everything else, this is what it was like before, and this is what it was like when we got ready to take photos. And then show everybody's transition, show everybody's transformation. A client will understand that, much faster than just a bunch of photos where they don't understand how to see themselves in that. So again, be the expert and say, this is what it was before. This is what it was like. And here's some reviews and testimonials of what it was like to work with all of us on that experience. Sean. Yeah, I just, uh, real quick, since we're just, uh, talking amongst friends here, um, I wanted to pose the question if anybody else thought, that sometimes when we get into routines where it just seems like I've heard, you know, red flag magnet and getting a lot of red flag inquiries, do you think it's because of the, the messaging or the information that we're putting out, whether on purpose or not, is attracting that type of client? And an example would be for planners specifically, when they talk about unlimited text messages and unlimited phone calls and I'll be oh, with yes. for the re- for the entire entirety of our time together you are opening the door for that person to have very personal connections with you and for a lot of people it's hard to draw that line and keep that line so it, you know I, I i think of chaz last week talking about the um client that dms her all the time talking mm-hmm. about the bachelor well, you invited that communication. You can't turn it on and shut it off and turn it on and shut it off. So we have to do, I believe I have to do a better job at defining clearly what my expectations are and what my service deliverables are so that I don't run into a lot of these red flag situations. I, I, amen, amen, amen. Um, I had a client that I was coaching Um, a new wedding photographer. And as new wedding photographers, sometimes we do things that we see being done on Instagram, but it is not good for our industry. And one of those was doing like, uh, you know, like a sale, right? Uh, Whatever time of year it was, sale. And then she was frustrated by all the people that were trying to negotiate her fee, her price, her prices. And the problem is, is when you put something like a sale or a discount no matter how well-meaning it is on Instagram, people who are looking for deals are going to see that and assume that you will negotiate, not just during that special time. So I agree, Sean, we definitely have to be really careful about what we're putting out there because it could lead to more red flag leads. And mm-hmm. however tight you have your contract too, right? Anthony, Michelle, whichever, Michelle, you want to go, you on mic first. Yeah, I just want to I just want to say that I agree with Sean and also to extend it for your hours. Um, you know, it's very easy for I know I myself, my cell phone number, my personal cell phone number is my business number and that is going to eventually be changing, but I could be sitting watching something and I've had a mother of the bride even text message me at 11 o'clock at night and it's completely off hours and I have in the very beginning of of owning the business I'm like, oh, she texts, I'll, I'll text her back. No, no, you don't. You need to form those lines right away. This is outside my business hours. If you email me, I will get back to you right away as soon as I can. But no, you know, you don't text at 11 o'clock at night. That's insane. 
Um, I get back to you as soon as I can when I, when I can't is wrong. You got, you flip that, right? So what you want to say is, is listed in that email when you will, I will reply to you within 24 hours. Or I well, that's, that's, seven also hours. Listed. that's also listed okay. that within 24 hours. Yes. Without yeah. that being said, yeah. we also, everything that I do, I'll get yeah. back to you. In yeah. 24 hours. We also so. have to understand as wedding folks mm -hmm. that when someone's planning a wedding, it is their entire life. Right. And if they can't get their dress taken in within the day that they want for XYZ information, that could be an urgent 11 p.m. phone text Correct. or phone call, which is insane. Um, and you can ignore it and yep. then reply during the regular hours. Or I like to say in my sort of not welcome email, but even on the on the consultation, the you know, these are my hours feel free to email at any time, like at midnight or one in the morning when you're having this exactly. epiphany and it's really important, send me an email because texting is a sure way of getting my husband upset. Like I'm totally okay to be saying that. And I'm sure Michelle, you handled that situation. Well, yeah. and also just put an auto response back on your, on your text, Michelle. No, no. And for anybody, I, you can, you can sit there and just say, thank you for your email or thank you for your text. I will reply to this tomorrow morning or send an email without yeah. even, you can set that up on the auto going back in your text. Right. I don't and then you that. set that, you, but that, that will help stop it. It also reiterates, should there ever be an issue, you can say, Hey, look, this automatically got back to you. This is what was said. And remember, remember, as Jen says, wedding, these, everybody, most of these couples have nine to fives. So when they're sitting around at eight o'clock in the evening, it's when they're thinking yeah. of something, right? On a Saturday is when they're out looking at dresses or they're looking at decor. But if you, from the beginning, and if they, you have a really good client, if it says, if they say, Jen, Sean, Jay, I know that it's 11 o'clock at night, but I just was thinking about this. I look forward to your response tomorrow. I mean, keep that client because that client is doing it the right way. They're doing it when you're thinking of something, I wrote it down, but I don't expect you to reply. But real quick on those texts going back, thank you for eat, thank you for texting. I'll get back to you tomorrow morning during business hours. Then if they come back with another one, says, "Oh my gosh, my something has happened." I'm going to say this with the biggest grain of salt. Even if something has passed away, what is it that you can do about it? Right? You are the Correct. wedding planner. You're the wedding professional. You can send condolences. You can do everything. But the fact that you're on one of their top things to call because something happened. It's about the money and what's going to happen, right? The, they can send you an email. They can let you know that something has passed, something urgent. And you, they're going to want to do that in writing. And I'm going to encourage all of you that if you have something in text, you copy it, you hold on to it, you timestamp it. Anything like that that is important, you need to do. But keeping everything in email, guiding your clients to put everything in email is the safest way to protect your business legally as well. Anthony? That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't yeah. even converse in text message. That's for my friends, not my clients. And I can't really put an automatic reply because it is my personal, um, my personal um, phone, but I don't even reply. But I it can go back. Reply. Yeah, you can, you can put, you can make up that automatic reply that goes back to that person that sent that in and you can put that you, even if you just type that yourself, right. If you just right. type it and make bother. it look like it. Yeah. I don't even bother. I email them and I say, I see that you text messaged me. Unfortunately, we don't respond to text messages. Everything needs to be in one thread. So this way, all of the details are in one space. So we're on the same page here and it's convenient for you. Like I always put it back to them because text message, right. you're right. It could get lost. And it's, oh, yeah. it's not really, it's not professional. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Anthony. Oh, for what it really comes down to is just you just don't reply you reply on your terms so i understand what you're saying bobby as far as letting them know and giving them the acknowledgement and all that stuff but if as soon as you crack that seal in my opinion now you've set the boundaries that it is even okay to text you at 11 o'clock it's not it's not okay to text somebody at 11 o'clock but to your point and jen's point these folks are working and they're coming home and after dinner and they cleaned up and you know now they're scrolling scrolling oh this looks good let me send an invite or let me send a uh, you know an, an inquiry at the end of the day this is what their time frame is that that allows them to do stuff if i have a client that says i texted you or emailed you last night at 11 o'clock and i'm a little disappointed that i didn't hear back from you today Ooh. until 11 a.m 
I don't know that that's, I think, again, the topic of the room, red flag. I think that's a red flag. If you feel that upon your inquiry, you deserve an immediate response, regardless of the time, you are not going to have any boundaries. You're not going to have any boundaries with the client, and the client is going to expect not to have any boundaries with you. So I would just and you keep need everything to, right, exactly, And you need to keep in mind that this generation is an auto-response an auto reply mm -hmm. and then now generation, right? This this generation, because they can send one thing out and get 45 replies. Whoever's going to reply quick, that's the generation that we're in. This is the clients that are booking. They, If you don't have an answer for me, I will find somebody that will. You're my first choice, but I don't mind about my second, third or fourth because I'll explain something. Or if you don't reply quickly or let them know that you're thinking of it, remember this is the generation that documents themselves walking into a restaurant, walking into a facility. <laughs> they document themselves doing everything. So if you, so they don't understand why you don't have five seconds to reply, hey, I'm busy, or yo, I got you later, right? They don't do all those things. They spend all their time on their phone, all their texts on their phone, everything they do is on their phone. So they're used to getting those things back. You have to start adapting a little bit, even if this is your, not your right fit client, and you may just want to do a certain age of a client, you may just want to only work in a certain venue, whatever it is that you want to do, you create the circumstance in which you want to work, you create the circumstances in which you want to reply, and you build your business on how you want it to grow with the clients that you want to grow, right? But if you're, you know, if, if, if they're allowed to text and they're able to text, they're going to text because this is the text generation right? If they're able to do voice memos, they're going to do that. So you have to figure that out and you're going to have to adjust just a little bit to keep the clients coming. But again, you determine your ideal client, you determine who you want to work with, and then that's how it is. But also be prepared that if you send back something that says, I only want to talk to you in email, blah, 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 some clients may move along and you just need to be okay with that. You need to be okay. Maybe that's a good question sort of as a wrap up. Are you okay that you have things in place. Are you okay? Are you able to politely sit back and say, next opportunity, I'm saying no. Are you comfortable? Are you getting comfortable? And what helps you get comfortable in that? Let's go to Jay for this one. Or we don't go to Jay for this one. Jay's <laughs> answer is to just not- Sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't get to the microphone. Um, yeah, I think boundaries are super important. And it goes back to what we said when you started the room, like a lot of people start their their uh, small business journey by chasing the dollar. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like you didn't start a business to chase dollars. You started the business to make money, of course, to get income and profit, but also to have that freedom, you know. Um, and if you're running into someone who like you still feel the need to like chase them or quote unquote bend over backwards. Um, like where, where are your boundaries? Like, and if you set the boundary that I'm going to get the type of client that is like the perfect ideal client, why do we do all this avatar work? Like it, it, it doesn't matter if someone says, okay, you're not the person for me, but that's good because they're probably not the client for you. It's a, it's a two way street. It's a give gift. Like you said, they're interviewing you. You're also inter interviewing them, you know? So boundaries are super, super important. And if someone doesn't fit how you want to work, you got to let them go and know that you might have two or three others who are willing to work with you. And that nightmare client is just taking up space for your dream client. Absolutely. I love that. Well, as we get ready to wrap up a great conversation over the group chat, thank you for sharing over there and bringing those questions in. That's what we want to do here. We just want to get you guys thinking no right or wrong. We just want to really get you thinking. Mark, did you want to add something in my friend? Yeah, I've been kind of quiet today. This has been a wonderful discussion. First off, Sammy, thank you so much for letting me share your saga uh, with all my <laughs> Facebook friends. It, uh, I never expected that to blow up the way it was. It's like the most commented post I've done in like a year. Um, but really on, on the topic at hand though, um, I think the best suggestion from a marketing standpoint on this is think back and keep track of all your red flags as they come up and then see if there's something in your in your marketing your customer facing message that you could do to 
to head those things off. For example, I have a client who has a five-figure rental price on their venue, and they kept getting, you know, their red flag flag clients of people who wanted, you know, who had a five thousand dollar budget. Well, then we looked into it, and lo and behold, in one of their wedding profile or one of their storefronts, they had that number there. So we fixed that, and that oh. should solve the problem. Um, but yeah. the, you know, let's say for example, in your reviews, you have a lot of people saying. Oh, I loved working with them because they were available anytime that I needed them. And oh, if you're telling yes. that in your sales process or, or <laughs> what is part of the sales process, then they're going to have that expectation level. So, you know, if there are things you don't want to do, make sure that people aren't talking about those things in your reviews and make sure you don't mention that anywhere. And then again, if you have red flags, uh, or if you're getting a cons- you know, the same kind of bad behavior all the time, then you need to look at all of your marketing so that you can adjust it so that you're not attracting you know, what is not your right fit client. This is uh, I, Mark I've done. I would, I would love to piggyback on that, Mark, because that was brilliant. I had a bride who said, I'm not going to give you a list of photos that I want. I'm going to trust you as the expert to take whatever you need to take. And in my blog post, I talked about how she said that and said, look at all of these images that we were able to create because we didn't have a list to go by. And she still got all those images she wanted with, you know, walking down the aisle, kissing her husband, all the things that people are like, you got to get this photo. We know this, right? We're the experts in this space. Um, And following that blog post, the next three clients that I booked all said the same thing. I was like, yes, it's kind of training them with your marketing by rewarding the behaviors that you want to see from future clients. Uh, now, if I could just real quick say something, that's 100% right. A- another thing that I think we've let happen is we are the wedding experts, Not nobody else, it's us. So you can paper us to death and map out what you think is necessary to provide what you need for your wedding, but you have no earthly idea what it takes or what goes into getting the list of images or setting the table correctly. You can you can weigh in and guide us that we need to do this service, this service, and this service. But when you start micromanaging the process, like yes. what do you need any what do you need to hire anybody for? Just do it your ugh, do it yourself. <laughs> Sorry. I love that. Well, this is a great place to stop, everybody. This is the call to action that Jen and I will leave you with as we try to do every week because this is on replay. So for those of you that are in the room, for those of you that are down below that are part of our club, you know, please just ignore this. But this is for the replays. We would love for you to be part of the club. There's a little green button on top. Looks like Monopoly House. Please hit that to join. You will be prompted when you join to answer a few questions over on the clubhouse side. We're asking that you're a wedding pros member or work directly with the wedding industry in some capacity in order to be a member. Our rooms are always welcome to everybody because we believe that we can learn from everybody. And sometimes as we as we recognized early this morning with D coming in from an outside space or a different lens can help us all grow. But to add value and share value, we try to keep this on wedding entrepreneurship topics and growing your business. So if you want to join, please do so. I will will be approving and, and allowing these to come in and allows a strong word. But the reason we do that is because we want to help everybody grow. And while we all have programs to sell and, and different products and services, we want those to be serving those in the wedding industry so that we can help grow. Everybody is able to click on a profile and connect off the clubhouse group and off on Instagram. And then you might find a new coach. You might find a new system. D may have something that you want to take and a class or a course from. You can do those that way. Then over on the Facebook group, if you join, the same thing is going to happen. We now have some admins helping Jen and I on the Facebook side. They will be approving you if you are a wedding pro member. Why we love all the real estate people and we love all you Bitcoin friends. We just need you to be a wedding pro person. 
so that we can continue to grow the wedding businesses for those that are here. Whether you're one year or 10 or 15 years, we want to help you grow. We want to bring value. Also, everyone listening, when you have a topic that you would like to share, putting it in that Facebook group, I have an idea for a topic, or I'd like to talk about this. That is great. Lucky has done that. We're working on getting some podcast things in place for her. We will do what we can to bring ourselves along with other guests that don't you don't see as a leader here to come and help guide a room or to lead a room with us just being in assistance there. If there's something that you have a value on that you can bring value on, please, if you're a member of the club, reach out yes. to us and let us know, hey, I do, I am amazing at, you know, I'm amazing at a new <laughs> Right, and I want you, and I would like to share what I have. Come and let us know what you're doing, let us know. When you go over to the club, you can see all the members and we're at the top and it says leaders. So you can reach out to any of those people here or you can just leave a message in the Facebook group because now that we have some other admins and they're leading, they'll be able to see those messages faster and can help start getting a schedule going for you. That's our call to action here. The more the merrier, we want to have new members coming and joining. We want new people to share because the more that we know about each other, the more that we grow. And we can only do that with participation and helping. And as I mentioned earlier, our Monday rooms will always have a topic, a business topic. And then you can see all the other rooms that are going on throughout the week. We have some fluff, fun rooms with pink hair Jen, and we have some serious rooms. We have some photography rooms. We have rooms coming up. Sean and Natalie are getting ready to do some really good rooms. So follow along there. But as always, for those in the replay, our rooms are open to anyone. But membership is going to be for those in the wedding profession. And we're going to keep it that way to protect us all as we grow our businesses. And we don't want to offend any of our red flag clients, correct? So <laughs> Yes. So that's where we are. Gen V, please wrap us up and send us off to an amazing, fabulous week. I really love these rooms and I really love having rooms in this club that help to educate. But as I always say at nauseum, if you don't take what you hear and put it into action, you're not going to be growing your business. So there's a lot of people that spend a lot of time on Clubhouse, but they're not actually working to grow their business. We want you guys to be different. Yes. We want you guys to listen, take notes, take those notes and find out or write down how you're going to implement them and give yourself a due date. Get what you learn put into action because that's the way your business grows. And we look forward to seeing you this time next week. And any last comments? Well, I think we're good, everybody. Go out and have a fabulous week. Remember, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Motivation and anything takes action. Go take action on all that you learn and continue serving the best you can. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you around Clubhouse. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show to be automatically notified for each episode. Visit the notes for the links mentioned in this episode and to connect with me. And as always, please take one tip from this episode and implement it in your business. Bye.